AI is revolutionizing all the industries. Many cases, AI is making uh, our lives easier and it will free us to do something like uh, more of the creativity, more of the thinking, more of the strategy. Hello and welcome to the Be Connected podcast. I'm Val Quinn and I'm a technology commentator, broadcaster, publisher, and your host of the Be Connected podcast. So many of today's machines are programmed with artificial intelligence, and that's to think like humans and mimic our actions. So where can we find artificial intelligence or AI in action in our everyday lives? And what are the benefits and risks of the technology? And should we even contemplate a future where AI enables machines that are conscious and self-aware like a human being? These are big questions. So joining us today to explore these ideas is Steve Nouri, a data science leader who's changed the way people look at artificial intelligence. Steve is an author, an academic, and he aims to inspire people about the latest technologies. He's recently founded AI for Diversity, and that's a nonprofit global initiative with more than 4,000 volunteers, and that educates communities about artificial intelligence. Steve's also an influencer on LinkedIn with 500 million views last year. So he's been busy. Steve, it's really great to have you with us. Thanks, Val. It's a pleasure to be here. That's great. Look, I'm really excited to talk to you about AI because it's one of my favorite subjects. And it's really something that has the potential to change the world. So uh, yeah, why don't we just jump right in and right off the deep end. Can you describe for us what exactly artificial intelligence is? All right, that's a great question. I'm, I'm just going to jump into it and uh, give you a simple one that I think is uh, the closest to uh, to the right definition. A lot of people might disagree, but that's uh, that's it. Uh, I think uh, when machines learn how to deliver tasks like the way a human do, uh, this is um, called artificial intelligence. It is usually not programmed directly and they learn indirectly from um, the ways that we deliver these tasks. And um, also um, we have machine learning, which is pretty synonymous with artificial intelligence in my opinion. And a lot of people that are practitioners agree with this. Um, But in reality, the only ones that are delivering the value are uh, machine learning algorithms, and they are widely used in industries. And um, and uh, I I can tell you that uh, uh, it it is probably the ninety nine percent use cases of AI. So, is there any possibility um, that computers are really thinking? Do you believe, or is that more of just a a way that we describe what our brains do. Like, is there some thinking going on it, by a computer? It doesn't look like they are thinking, to be very honest. Like, I know that there are some controversies around um, um, conscious and sentient AI. It, they are not, at this point that we are talking, the AI is, is just a mathematical algorithm. So this is uh, pretty much the underlying mechanism of machine learning. I see. Well, let's talk about maybe some examples of artificial intelligence that are kind of here and now um, being used in everyday life. Um, What do you think? What are some of the most common ones? 
I would say that one of the most uh, common and interesting ones is uh, is the algorithm that uh, is keeping us um, watching TikTok uh, clips and videos for a very long time. It is called the recommender system. And uh, essentially, the recommender system is, a, is an AI algorithm that uh, understands our um, watching patterns and engagement patterns, and it will come up with um, a complex understanding of what our brain likes and what um, makes us interested into uh, watching more. And then it will recommend those contents as much as possible. And sometimes even it will be adventurous by adding some, um, some content that we have um, never seen, but we might even be interested. So this is, uh, this is a very interesting complex algorithm. Um, I, I think TikTok is the one that is using it in the uh, most notorious way possible. Other websites and, uh, and sort of uh, um, um, services are also using recommender systems like Spotify, Netflix, um, they're also suggesting some videos and some uh, music to listen. Um, all of them try to um, help by suggesting things. Um, also, Amazon uses a um, recommender system, which is pretty um, useful. I um, sometimes tend to buy some of those recommendations. That's one of the use cases of those algorithms that are very helpful for humanity. In some cases, like TikTok, it, um, it's a little bit different because it's directly um, helping the business. So it's a, uh, it's a mechanism to hold your attention. So you just want to watch more and go to the next one. Um, so that's uh, un unfortunately not, the, uh, I guess, the most constructive way to use AI. Mm. Well, I, I can certainly attest to the uh, seductiveness of these uh, recommendation systems um, like TikTok. And, and for those of our audience who may not have tried TikTok, um, it's, uh, it serves short videos to you um, based on things that it thinks you're interested in. And I thought I would be immune to TikTok. And I can tell you that this AI does work. Um, I'm embarrassed to say I've I go onto TikTok and half an hour later, I'm still watching videos and it's, uh, it's pretty incredible what it can do. Yeah, I guess uh, it's one of the, the, the most uh, seductive um, AI applications in the world. Apart from these, you, you have it with image processing and facial recognition are um, some of the very uh, famous and most used applications when you log into your um, um, mobile phone or your um, laptop. It is a facial recognition. It uses your image to understand the facial features and it matches the patterns with the database. Also, even voice recognition, like when you talk to Alexa or some other um, applications that are um, available on a mobile phone, we just ask for delivery of some tasks and then the machine learning algorithm and AI would understand our voice so, so you can just uh, um, you know uh, send an email or you can call someone by just uh, saying call my friend and uh, that's uh, that that is very handy in some cases
Mm. And also, actually, if you want to learn a bit more about that, we have uh, on our Be Connected site some really useful courses where you can learn about speech recognition. So check out our introduction to smart homes. That's a great topic on the Be Connected site. So what does the future hold for us in regards to AI? I mean, after what we've just talked about, what's coming, do you think? So um, for AI, it's very difficult to predict a uh, distant future. But I can just tell you, based on the trends, um, it seems that AI is entering into some very complex uh, realms like creativity and invention. We also have better algorithms. We have better um, computer power. We are generating terabytes of data. So um, it seems very clear that AI is going to be a major part of our life. Mm. So why don't we explore some of the myths about artificial intelligence and, and look at those risks as well. So for example, um, Will AI have a huge impact on the job markets uh, and basically the jobs that we used to do won't be there anymore? Is that a is that a risk? Um, I don't I don't think so. So the reality is, um, yes, AI is um, automating a lot of jobs, but at the same time, at the pace is not what a lot of people um, outside the industry were expecting. They uh, those myths are not true that uh, everybody's going to be out of job within five years or so because we are replaced by AI. It seems that AI still uh, is more of an augmentation, helping humans to deliver their jobs better, faster, easier, cheaper. Um, and in many cases, we are evolving those um, those jobs, you know, like... Um, um, yes, at some point, autonomous cars are going to replace a lot of drivers, but then at the same time, uh, it is evolving the whole industry. Like you need to deliver uh, different services to those uh, um, those new industries, and there there would be need for a lot of um, individuals to to start working. Um, so that's a that's a that's a great uh, question, but I don't believe that that's uh, uh, that's a real um, uh, threat. Well, that's good to know and reassuring. But what about the idea that a uh, an AI and super intelligence will just surpass human intelligence and just take over completely? Um, is that vision of the future possible? Um, I, I think, like I briefly mentioned, like right now. We don't have any evidence or even understanding of, um, first of all, how to get to the same level of human intelligence. Surpassing human intelligence is just something beyond our imagination. It is a possibility, and we always are ambitious, but also we want to be, um, uh, you know, prepared if that happens. So we are talking about it, but. Um, you know, as, as much as we would like to get there and it sounds interesting for a lot of people, um, right now it's more of a science fiction than, than the science itself. And is there, um, there's sometimes talk about AI becoming sentient or conscious. I mean, 
Is that capacity possible in a machine, do you think? That's another interesting um, topic. Um, I had a panel discussion about it a couple of months ago. And, um, you know, the, these are the, the favorite topics among technicians and uh, geeky people like myself. But uh, essentially, um, first of all, we need to understand what does each of those terminologies mean? Because what is conscious? Who is conscious? Who? And uh, what does sentient mean? So that that is the first step. But then if you just go by um, a sort of a... Um, public understanding of those terminologies. Um, it seems that the AI that we have right now, it is not conscious and not sentient. So a um, couple of months ago, I think it was OpenAI um, chief scientist uh, who uh, announced that uh, the, their large AI models might be slightly conscious and I don't know what does that exactly mean. Like, what does it slightly mean in this uh, uh, in this context? You know, it's just it seems that you you want to get away with claiming something really huge, and then you put just a slightly in there to to make it a little bit um, less aggressive. But then the the response was like by a lot of professors and the the senior. Uh, scientists of many different companies that um, the current AI not is not even slightly conscious and uh, we don't have a mechanism to make the AI conscious right now. So that, that particular bit that makes it conscious is not um, right now um, working. And then the sentient AI is another interesting news that came out um, a couple of weeks ago by an uh, by a software engineer at Google. And uh, essentially, that the reason that a person uh, thought that AI is uh, conscious because he was talking to um, uh, a conversational AI. And for everyone listening, conversational AI, so it's not a, a sort of a neutral, unbiased language model, um, that will give you the truth. It's a conversational AI, so it needs to continue the conversation. And when the software engineer asked the AI that are you sentient or do you have feelings or some, some questions like this, based on my understanding, um, that particular mechanism came into the play and made the AI to say, yes, I am sentient, or yes, I have feelings, or yes, I am um, conscious, or whatever, um, the, the answers might look very convincing just because the quality of the answer and because of the sophistication, you would feel that machine is um, genuine. But it is just the quality of, uh, of the um, I guess, natural language processing and the language models that are an AI algorithm. Well, I guess so. The, the lesson there is don't ask a conversational AI if they have feelings because it's designed to answer your questions to keep talking. <laughs> so uh, what are some of the, the positive ways that uh, AI can be used to help us or in the future? For, for example, like doing repetitive tasks or uh, very detailed tasks. Uh, what, what are the upsides? 
Um, yeah, that's uh, that's true. Like um, all uh, being said, the AI is going to um, help us in many different ways, um, and uh, the technology is more of a of an enable than than a risk to to the humanity. So there are a couple of challenges that we talked about, but. AI is revolutionizing all the industries. Many cases, AI is making uh, our lives easier. Um, banking industry is using AI for fraud detection, for um, giving you recommendation about um, how you uh, manage your um, your funds and your finances. Um, it is also helping. Um, uh, um, automobile industries, uh, cars are being more autonomous. Uh, even if they are not fully autonomous in the short term, they are still going to help you to mitigate some of these uh, um, risks. That you know, the, uh, it, it will avoid crash. It would give you suggestions about um, uh, different directions that you might be easier or faster to go. Um, AI is uh, taking those tasks that are not intellectually stimulating for human. Um, they are not interesting. They, they do not give us any uh, good feelings. And it will free us to do something um, that we are more um, good at, at, at least right now, like uh, more of the creativity, more of the thinking, more of the strategy. Even in, in future, a doctor doing a surgery or doing diagnosis, um, you would have AI generating suggestions, making these operations cheaper, um, faster, more accurate. And also they can um, calculate very complex um, equations very quickly. So that's very obvious that we are going to um, get a lot of benefit out of it. And uh, that's, uh, that's where that people like me are very optimistic and happy that we are um, uh, pushing the, the usage of AI in many industries these days. Well, Steve, that has been an absolutely fascinating conversation with you today about artificial intelligence and where it can take us. Um, really appreciate you um, spending the time with us today. And um, yeah, uh, thanks for all your amazing advice. And uh, we'll talk to you again soon, hopefully. Thank you very much for having me, Mel. It was great. If you liked what you've heard, please subscribe to receive all the latest episodes and leave us a review to help others find us if you're listening on a podcast platform. And remember to visit the show notes for information on anything we've covered here today, including links and other useful information. And for more about today's subject and to discover other great topics too, go to www.beconnected.esafety.gov.au. That's www.beconnected.esafety.gov.au. I'm Val Quinn, and I look forward to your company next time. Connected is an Australian government initiative developed by the Department of Social Services, the eSafety Commissioner and Good Things Foundation Australia. 
Be Connected builds the digital skills, confidence and online safety of all Australians with engaging online learning resources and a network of over 3,500 community organisations to support them to thrive in a digital world.